Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your MPSA podcast. In case this is the first episode you're listening to, let me give you an introduction to the MPSA and what we will be talking about today. As an international independent industry body, the MPSA provides education, research, and best practices to help organizations actively manage and optimize their document output devices and related business processes. It's a mouthful, I know, and in order to dig a bit deeper into what this means and how you can make this slogan your success, we will continue from where we had to stop in episode one, and we'll take a look at managed print service from a more global perspective. So without further delay, let me introduce you to our specialist today, Laurie McLevish, my wonderful co-chair and working for a Canadian company, Mitchell Philby from Australia, and last but not least, and a great honor to have her with us today, our newly appointed president, Tanya Stone. And since not everyone might know who everybody is, in a few words, who are you? Laurie. Thank you, Petra. Um, I began in the industry over 20 years ago, and as you mentioned earlier, I'm the co-chair, and I've spent a lot of time in the field with sales reps, managing and teaching, assisting sales reps and sales management in every step of the sales process. Currently, I'm the sales development manager for Print Audit, and we help dealers build and strengthen their MPS offering uh, through our products and programs, and uh, also I work on the seat-based billing mentorship program. I love the industry, and convergence that we're in the midst of and uh, helping dealers to develop new successful skills. Thank you. Tanya, over to you. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I am so happy to join this international crew of experts in MPS. As Petra mentioned, um, I've just taken over as president of the MPSA, but in my day job, I'm the vice president of strategic technology at Great America Financial Services. And I work with our dealers to understand their processes and develop technology solutions so that they can better serve their customers. And improving their MPS practice is an evolution and a primary focus that I have a lot of passion around. So thanks for having me. And Mitchell, over to you. Thanks, Petra. Uh, thanks for having me this morning. Look, uh, my business is First Rock Consulting. Uh, we've been in the industry for about 20 to 30 years now. Uh, our focus is around strategy, innovation, and digitization. And on that part, we work with both uh, the OEMs, uh, also many of the managed print service providers, as well as end customers, advising them around best practices for managed print services and different um, workflow processes. Thanks, Petra. Thank you. Well, team, and uh, my name is Petra Diener. I'm the founder and CEO of Free Across the Sea. We offer content marketing, communication strategies, and services to customers in Europe and the US. Guess what? In the managed print service area mainly. Uh, I'm also a columnist for the Canada Report, and it's my great pleasure and honor to be chair of the MPS Education Committee and being your host for today. Now, I mentioned we have Tanya, our president, on the call today. Tanya, it's a great pleasure having you with us. Congratulations on your appointment. and before we talk about MPS around the world, can I ask you to tell us more about your vision of MPS, how you see it positioned in the US internationally, and what you feel the MPSA can contribute to make it a success for all the dealers out there, well, at least our members? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it's actually pretty amazing that for as long as MPS has been around, there's really a lot of variety in how it's delivered to the customer. It seems like each dealer that I talk to, there are differences in their programs. Uh, some of those differences are intentional as a differentiator for them, 
and some just because they don't really know a better way to do it. And I believe the job of the MPSA is to educate not just our dealers, but also the vendors, the end users, uh, suppliers, and, and really anyone who is connected to the industry in ways to provide a better experience. Uh, there have been so many good individual things going on within the various committees in the MPSA, and, and my goal really is to tie them all together into a unified strategy. Uh, in, initially, a simple but important focus will be having easy access to the resources that, that many smart people have created over the years. Uh, when I first started volunteering with the MPSA, I really couldn't believe how much information has been generated. Um, however, we need to make sure that it's easily consumable, and once it's organized by the focus area, we'll be able to identify any gaps so that we can continue to expand our catalog of resources to our members. Um, I could probably talk a really long time about all of the specific initiatives um, that the new executive committee will be tackling. Um, in fact, maybe that's even a future podcast for us. Uh, as far as how the MPS is, is positioned in the U.S. versus internationally, um, the MPSA has a, a tremendous opportunity, again, uh, toward unifying efforts. Um, best practices can really be garnered from, from anywhere. So having exposure to the various ways that dealers are evolving their offering or even just maximizing kind of a purist MPS solution uh, can provide insight to those willing to learn. Um, I'm really looking forward to a fantastic year, uh, getting the opportunity to work closely with some real industry leaders and providing our members valuable content to help them grow not only their business, um, but also their knowledge in MPS. Thank you. Well, I'm motivated. My sleeves are rolled up, but now let's get started and find out what MPS looks like in other countries but the United States. Let's start with Mitchell in Australia. Do you see a difference in MPS in the different regions, US, Europe, and in your continent, Australia? Yeah, Petra, look, before I tackle um, management services specifically, uh, I'd probably like to kind of talk about how that should be framed um, because of unique insights and experience both globally and locally both across the IT industries, but also management services and, and the office equipment technology firms. And one of the things that you realize working with the enterprise organizations and a lot of SMB businesses, that you find that a lot of the organizations have different um, maturity levels um, as they adopt different technologies based on the business and vertical industries they're in. So they're all at different levels and at different stages and different phases. So it's not a, a one thing, one, you know, the, the one thing fits all. Um, and, and that's kind of important to know because different technologies, uh, organizations adapt different technology at different times based on their business. So when you apply that to a management services industry, you start to see the same kind of correlation that there's certainly different levels of maturity within the end customers that require different support and technologies to deliver their business outcomes. Accordingly, at the same time, management service providers are also evolving through different stages and it's really based on how they're adapting to their own end clients. So some organizations are, are, are in the management service industry are very well mature and very sophisticated because they've had to be, because they've had to align and adapt to their end clients' requirements as they adapt and change to different platforms and technologies and different business models. Whereas there are maybe um, organizations that are simply doing a break and fix model to support their customer because that's all their customer requirements are. And they might be a small end uh, business that doesn't require any sophisticated 
sophistication. However, I think what we see in Australia is, uh, and more locally, what we see is that you know, in regional areas of Australia um, where they're not highly populated, they're probably more innovative because they've had to be and they've used the community engagement to support their initiatives. Um, so, for example, when a big bank um, rolls out a fleet of devices uh, to regional areas, the banks then ask the bank manager of that location to find a local uh, support agent to help them. So that support agent becomes uh, has to become more mature and, and adaptable to the technologies and the solutions they provide to that local bank. So basically, the customer raises the quality and capability of that local um, dealership. So you see that quite happening all over the world um, in different pockets, and there, therefore I see different maturities. So as far as Australia is concerned, I don't think we're any different um, than anywhere else in the world. It's really about that there are different phases and stages of different businesses that evolve and adapt differently to their own customers. Uh, thank you. So, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's actually um, quite kind of comforting, um, I hope, for other countries. Laurie, you've got a mixture of uh, Northern American, Canadian experience. What would you like to add to this? Well, I can just maybe reiterate what Mitchell said, that it has to do with maturity. I only spend time in North America, which, by the way, the USA and Canada are both located. Um, MPS is different not only from areas, you know, in North America, within states or provinces, cities, counties, even like within the same region, like within the same geographical area, uh, depending on the size of the organization, their resources internally, um, their maturity, as Mitchell said, where they come from, meaning hardware-based business or managed services provider or strictly MPS, uh, the way they operate as well as the services they provide and how well, and how well they do it can vary greatly. Thank you. Um, this all might sound a bit same, same, but different to us. But however, as we comparing one country with 50 states, with a union with 26 states, and even with one continent, all united by global OEM players, divided by local solution providers, legal requirement, languages, and culture, there are differences, no doubt. And even if we heard within those markets, and then again, they're similar. But um, let's get back to uh, something that, that is, is holding a lot of things together in the different regions, which is uh, obviously legal backgrounds, requirements, and security. I've heard the acronym GDPR mentioned a couple of times, been um, also the mention uh, of security. These things should be core of every business today and should be an integral part of every managed print services strategy, right? Um, Mitchell, what can you add to this? I guess uh, today with, when we talk about data, data privacy, print security, um, obviously it must be important because they're making movies of it these days. So it obviously shows you the relevance and importance of it. Um, but what we're seeing is kind of a, a perfect storm developing, and I hate using that term, but we're seeing the rapid acceleration of technology and increasing use of uh, artificial intelligence, IoT, tech, IoT technologies and data analytics and other data integration connectivity. And what because of that accelerated rate is that governments around the world have had to look at different ways to protect privacy for individuals because now you can map different um, elements of, of, of uh, people's privacy information and then collate that together and to, and to then actually 
um, you know, exploit that in uh, from a negative point of view. So organisations around the world, and I think uh, some countries are more ahead than others. For example, uh, EU with the General Data Protection Regulation (GDPR), they're further ahead and they've made some fairly strong uh, regulation as of April this year. Um, in Australia, where uh, locally we've been working on for Privacy Act since 1988. But again, this year in April, um, they've strengthened, strengthened that out. And uh, what that means is that, uh, for example, if there's any penetration um, to an organisation that has been detected, that organisation then has to provide um, notification to the public and also to um, certain uh, corporate bodies and organisational bodies that their, that their data has been penetrated or accessed and therefore they may have been stolen. And um, they have to then, uh, if they don't notify in a certain period of time, they are fined. In, as far as the GDPR in, in the UK, uh, the EU, I should say, um, anybody who's dealing with um, or anybody, any personal organisation out of that EU, uh, from outside or inside, if they are working with those organisations and they don't get permission to use any personal content, they are liable. And I guess in, across the world, there are different regions as well that are, are being impacted. So um, it's going to be, this will become more and more important because there are, uh, the, the hackers um, that are trying to penetrate are not just individuals now, they're commercial organisations, they're government, government body run, as some of them, to identify. And there's many cases that's been happening, uh, occurring lately, where, you know, privacy information is unfortunately um, picked up just as hard copy and that information is then compiled and they use hackers use breadcrumbs to extract information. We've talked about penetration uh, through um, fax, uh, fax servers, uh, mm -hmm. also through the print um, USB uh, on, on the devices. So there's accessible um, of, of print security as well as data security, anything to do with privacy is becoming more important. Absolutely. Laurie, uh the complete North American point of view, please. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm qualified to give the complete North American view, <laughs> uh, but absolutely, um, as we know, there are issues that have been highlighted in the news, as Mitchell mentioned, that there's you know, movies and commercials actually that are created around uh, security. Um, documents have leaked into the wrong hands and that has caused a lot of uh, security issues in our own government, um, including software such as uh, print management, maybe print audit, um, and secure release software has become a necessity uh, in some critical markets like government, legal, financial, or healthcare. And that, I believe, is simply going to grow into other businesses as the reality and, no and knowledge of how information can and is being used wrongfully becomes more and more commonplace. Tanya, um, I mean, you work for a finance uh, services company. I mean, security must be top notch for you. It is, and it's one of those things that, that people tend to take it for granted um, until something happens that makes us more aware. And as a solution provider, dealers really need to be proactively thinking about it, uh, not only for their own sake, but as, as well for their customers prior to something actually, actually bad happening. Um, your customers are counting on you to have the appropriate safeguards in place uh, to prevent a data loss or a breach of sensitive information. And the, the first step 
really is to get educated about it. Um, there are a lot of resources out there to learn. Um, your OEM, your technology providers, um, even the MPSA. So the, the key is really to just get out there, uh, be proactive, and start learning about it. Uh, I know we could talk, uh, continue for hours about this. Uh, however, the clock is ticking. So I'm sorry, I got to cut you short now. Ladies and gentlemen, it was, I'm almost about to say as usual, an amazing discussion. Uh, but however, in order not to take too much time out of everybody's day, let's finish here for now. Uh, we have another podcast coming up very soon. That is after a short break for the upcoming festive season. And we will pick up from where we left today. And we'll be talking about sales, marketing aspects, and then later on about education. And obviously everything's going to circle back on, on the different MPS programs, on security. So please stay tuned. And with this, I'd like to thank the team for taking the time to prepare this podcast, to being with me in the studio for today. Thanks our audience for taking the time to listen to us. And please send us your feedback, questions, ideas. Visit the rest of our website for more content. And if you know anyone who's not a member yet, send them our way. It definitely pays off being a member of the MPSA. Thank you and goodbye for now.